0: I was always very modest, really didn't think of myself as being particularly smart or unusual. I just thought I was more interested in certain topics than other people, but that sometimes I find a technical subject just becomes absolutely fascinating to me. I can't think about anything else. When you learn a new computer technology, you can immediately put it to work by writing the software and be able to do things you couldn't do before. That I'm amazingly productive during these times. I can write amount of software programs that would take a normal person months and months to write and I can just do it in a few days because I'm so excited and driven and obsessed about it. It's always been something unique that I've had was a lot of what has made me decide to work with computers because that is what I have done throughout my career.
1: It was a, it was a great, it was a great hangout. I mean, you know, we gotta, we gotta talk about a lot of things. I feel like, I feel like Keon's an exceptional dude, man. Like, there's a reason why, <laughs> there's a reason why, you know, lighting developers are, are considered like these cutting edge geniuses, man. And just by talking to him for, you know, the span of like four hours, you clearly see that. Like, yeah, it's it's no wonder. <laughs> like, it's no wonder. And um, what a what an exceptional guy. Like, yeah, no doubt in my mind, he's building the future. No doubt in my mind, he's going to be completely successful in whatever he's doing. No doubt in my mind, Stacker News is gonna change the way we consume the internet. No doubt in my mind, Lightning is the future.
2: Bitcoin generally, it has a very weird feeling to it. it. There's an when you get involved. I mean, I don't I don't know what it is, but there's like an inevitability that you feel. When I was at this meetup, there were there were people. It just felt like we were we were on the edge of something. We were being um, we were being subversive, and people there were misfits in the best way. Like I'm, I consider myself a misfit, and I felt like I was among misfits of their own kind. And it felt like we were doing something that was, that was important, that people, that certain people wouldn't want us to do. And there's something so cool about that. And, it, it, and I think it, it's a lot, it's, it, had to, it has to feel like what the early internet felt like. where you're like this is what something important probably feels like like I've read enough about the early internet and early computers to know that's how these people felt and I started feeling this way about Bitcoin
1: Like, what did you do as a kid? Like, were you like into video games? Were you like always playing outside with friends, or were I you played just...
2: sports. So really? played a lot of sports. Yeah. So we were. Um, uh, actually, played a lot of. Com- com- I lived. I lived in the. We lived in the Bay Area in Sunnyvale. My dad worked for a. He did like maintenance for a semiconductor company. Like where he like repaired the machine. So it's kind of like a. It's like a blue collar job and like a white collar industry. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I was in the Bay Area, and I was playing all kinds of sports, just all the time, and uh, started playing, eventually I got around to playing both baseball and football. And um, we were good, we were like really good. So our football team, I think when I was 10 or 11, we went, we came in second place nationally. Uh, yeah, the pop, our prop Warner team. And then the baseball team uh, that I was uh, playing for, we uh, won nationally uh, the following year, although I didn't play because I I broke my ankle. Uh, So there was a lot of that. And I was actually very materialistic as a kid. I saw how, I perhaps got somewhat of a glimpse of like how pointless that was early, and it allowed me to maybe see past it a little bit later. But uh, yeah, and then my parents went through like, divorce and like a bankruptcy. And then I moved kind of out into um, the Central Valley of California. And we don't have to go too far into this, but I, yeah, I didn't graduate from high school. And then I was like a grocery clerk for a a while. And I lived in a Mexican restaurant or behind a Mexican restaurant in a motel. Wow, interesting. Yeah. When did you get into computers then? Were you like always into computers? No, 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 no. I was like a, I was like a bad, I was like a bad kid. Like I would, you know, I didn't go to school. Because you're hanging out with Mexicans, or
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. I'm just kidding. Oh, that's my- that's like a joke for me. Yeah, of
2: course. <laughs> because love- I'm Mexican. Yeah, I no. But uh, like, um, no, uh, it was. Um, but why do you say you're a bad kid, though? I was like trying to be a cool kid. Oh, so you were just like looking for attention or something? Not attention, but I was like I didn't know I was like You were you like graffiti? I didn't know how much of a nerd I was yet. Nerd you were. I didn't know that I was that I was I was I actually preferred like more intellectual things because I was like kind of conditioned through all of the sports to be to try to be a jock kind of cool kid. And no one had real no one had really my parents weren't very intellectual. They, yeah. had, their, they had their stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought I was supposed to be not not be not be a nerd. Yeah. And you were going towards this direction of like,
1: hey, go play sports, go do this, go do that, kind of be be manly kind of thing. And you, and you had never gotten a chance to, like, say, hey, go go read this book or go yeah. be creative or go do this. And then when you finally started doing that, you are like, oh, I actually enjoy this a
2: lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would read a lot when I was in high school. At this point, I had I'd, I'd, I stopped playing sports in high school at, like, uh, after sophomore year, I had so many accumulated injuries over the years that I, oh, wow. yeah, that I couldn't really play anymore. So, um but I'd like read a lot, and I liked, and I would get, I would occasionally get like very good grades, and this would disturb the teachers a lot because I would like test into higher level courses, but I was like failing all of my classes and stuff because I just wouldn't go and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, I didn't really, I didn't really realize that although I had signals earlier that you know I didn't really get, even though I was playing sports with these people, I didn't really get along with them. I was kind of a different kind of kid. I, they, I was kind of excluded from the uh, the group there. But uh, like I never felt like I got along too well with, with them. Anyway, but uh, yeah, didn't graduate from high school. And then uh, I went through this period of like, um, I don't know, like upheaval. Like I felt like I needed something to change. I started, I actually you mentioned graffiti, which is kind of weird, but I did I actually went through a period of doing a lot of graffiti. Um, like did you have your own tag and stuff? Yeah, I had my symbol is a is a, a green apple. So like on my Twitter, there's like a green yeah. apple next oh, to my name. Is that why there's a green yeah. apple?
1: I thought okay, so that's weird because when I saw that green apple, I was like, that has to mean something.
2: Yeah. But that's just the artistic guy in me. Yeah, it does. I mean it, it kind of it kind of does. It was kind of random. My first tag was this green was a was a green apple that I did on the side of like an abandoned building. And after that point, I just kept doing it. But I got very kind of reckless and I started doing like bildering type graffiti where I was climbing. Badass, um, bro. I was climbing water towers, climbing up onto um, uh, billboards. Like one of, one of my, <laughs> I, for a period of time, I lived in Merced, California. It's like in the Central Valley. Like, but uh, uh, there was an IMF, a banker on a on a, <laughs> awesome. on a billboard, and I did a giant green apple over his face. Um, so so this is like, yeah. I eventually stopped doing that. That was maybe like a year or two, but after that I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back to school. I don't know what I'm gonna go back to school for, maybe pre-med. They had me take a, a, um, a computer class as like the Rex, and they mentioned AI in this computer class, and then I was just, enamored with the potential of computers and i had been i was very like math focused in high school i got always got really good grades in math and I was like top of my class in math but i i was i was programming calculators back then but i didn't realize they were actually programs i thought they were just like i thought it was just math because it was on a calculator and then uh yeah and then i got i saw this potential for computers in this class I took and I was like, oh, it like, kind of connected the dots for me that like maybe I also have a like a penchant for um, this kind of thing because I'd already been doing it and I had this like just serious interest in it. And then it also turned out later that it was like valuable. I didn't realize that even even anyone cared about, I was just like, I hope I can get out of college and get like a teacher salary. But then I had like friends do like internships that like, google and stuff and they're like yeah i'm getting paid like this much money and i'm only an intern i'm not even really doing anything and they're just like paying you you know they're paying they're paying them like you know forty-five thousand dollars for a summer and uh, and it's like it's to like it's like to prepare them for or to set their expectations for what they'll eventually be making and it was it was why i mean at that point i wasn't i was taking design classes because i'm kind of like I kind of like aesthetics, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd heard, I, they were telling me that and I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like I made like a, like an emotional decision to study computer, computer programming because I just love it. It just, there was something that clicked with me, but then it turned out to be lucrative. That's awesome. That's such a great story.
1: That's weird how you were like literally living behind this Mexican restaurant, yeah. went to school, like got involved in computer programming and then like literally changed your life. Yeah, dude. Dude, that is so, and then not only that, dude, like you didn't even graduate high school. Like you have to be some kind of genius though, dude. Cause like, I I think it's just because I think people that don't graduate high school and then go on it to succeed in life. It literally is because you're forced to learn things you don't want to (laughs) learn, right? it doesn't have nothing to do with like your intelligence. It has to do with like people telling you, you have to learn this, this, this,
2: and this curriculum. And you're like, I don't want to learn that. I want to learn this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you think that was? I think that makes sense. I think that's a lot of, I think that's a lot of my like problem in life is I don't like being told what to do. And I get extremely suspicious of someone telling me what to do. I have like, um, I have extreme resistance towards it. I don't know what it is. I. I, my parents. I mean, parents typically tell their children they don't have respect, but I really don't. I have like nearly zero respect for uh, for nearly anyone. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, respect, I respect you. I respect people I meet. I have a yeah I have a base. I have a base level of respect, but I don't have enough respect for someone to be for to allow them to tell me what to do. Like that is never yeah accepted, and it's maybe a problem why I've never. I've never really felt comfortable in a job because I uh, you have, you have. Because
1: like if, if it probably comes from like you just because I feel like that way too, right? Yeah. Like it has nothing to do with like what they're saying is wrong or anything. It's just like no, I don't want to do it like that. I want to do it like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and and that's all it is. Like I, I don't even think their position is wrong or anything. It's probably right. It's just that I just know better, and I think my way is going to be
2: the better approach. Yeah. And. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's true. I think it's just, you know, like you don't know what I my goal in my life is to get what I want. Like my goal in my life is to 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 do the things I want, to have the experiences I want, whatever and what? how how does someone who hardly knows me or hardly cares about me they don't they don't know what i want and how to get it and they have like no context and some yeah so in some cases this is harmful because someone is giving you genuinely good advice and you don't follow it um, but yeah but that's really i think the crux of it is like these people don't no, don't know what the fuck you want <laughs> and they, don't know how to, they don't know how you're supposed to get it in a way that preserves things that are valuable to you.
1: Mayor? Jeez. There are yeah. So many people. So you said that you were taking mushrooms. What did you see? Oh, um
2: so do you see things or is it more like you feel things or is it more like it's kind of both. Uh at least uh, the the It does like levels I'm always I'm always interested at. in like music. Does music sound better? Uh it's or is it more of like a... Uh, I wonder if we can find it. There should be a conference room, maybe. Um, anyway, oh, they more, do have drinks, more yeah. options. I don't know. It's mostly Coke and Zevia. I'm kind of a topo guy. Oh,
1: let me get one of these. Get one of these, yeah. I can't believe they're giving out this stuff for free.
0: Oh, well, it's like, not a free That's D-Pan. crazy.
2: Well, you got that golden ticket, so. Yeah, I got it for free. Sure. <laughs> don't tell anyone, but I actually searched through the swag bags uh-huh. to find the golden ticket. Oh, you did? Yeah, I didn't okay, actually. Okay, we we'll leave that out. Um, I don't, we might be able to go in this room here. I don't think they, I don't know if there's a conference room here we can use. I'm usually on the eighth floor. Um, yeah, why don't we just hang out in this room? Yeah, we'll yeah until somebody, somebody kicks, kicks us out. out. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: So these are real things that happen where you can apply these,
0: these um, important concepts and understand that when we lose our connection to nature, we lose our spirit, our humanity, our sense of self.
2: Uh, the mushroom trip. <laughs> my friend, my friend Doug, he, he uh, studied fine art and he painted this painting that was sitting in the room and it's this abstract painting. It's kind of this crazy image. And so I was looking at this image and then I had been thinking a lot about like entropy, uh, like the, the physics concept of entropy, like this thermodynamic concept. And I was getting a lot of visualizations of like the universe you know what it what it means. Like one of the big messages I got is like the, the real war, like the real war of life is is a war on entropy, is a war on you know losing order, basically. We, you know, like as life is like anti-entropy, it's it's creating order from from disorder, it's concentrating order, it's concentrating basically meaning and. Uh, any organization, any—we're bringing like form to things that wouldn't otherwise have them, and yeah, or I don't know. Arguably, you know, we had before, before we had DNA, before we had life there were just molecules like we had very there was it was very simple like almost more you can you can argue more disordered kind of situation even though you know life creates its own disorder life is kind of a more ordered form of molecules it's like a, a higher level order but that was kind of what I was left with in that trip was like, the goal is to create order, the goal is to create in, in order to, you know, you create more life, you help life, you, you push life forward as much as you can, really, that's what you want to be doing, um, was kind of the message I was left with, which is kind of the way I was living before, but it was nice to have like some articulation of it and some kind of imagery and like more or less implanted in my brain by the, the experience.
1: All those kind of experiences influence you, or w- when you're coding, or when you're building things, or do you think it's more of kind of like a subliminal thing, or it's just like it's, just, or, you, or you think that? What do you, what do you? Or do you not think about those things?
2: Uh, I mean, I def- they definitely, definitely, those kind of experiences do. I mean, I think they push me towards more things that I think are more like supportive of, like, more life, um, more things that are, I guess, more, you know, could potentially be more meaningful um, in terms of, like, propelling things forward. Like I, um, like, I had a friend who was telling me about a job opportunity he had recently because the company just worked for ipo and so he's, he's coming to some money and then he was talking to another um, a company that was just getting started, and they were they were trying to build a team. And I'm like, so what do they do? And he's like, it's commercial insurance. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was, you, when you said like I was like whoa, what, what, like it sounds fascinating. And then you say commercial insurance, yeah, and I'm like, I just, like it's just like it's like oh, I was like, oh my god, that's so boring. Like what is that? I mean, it's providing value for people. That's why they're able to make money doing something like that. But. But it's like, it's not really... It's not fundamentally changing the world for the yeah. better, right? Yeah, you're making this thing that people value at the margins who are already perhaps wealthy or already well off and you're you're making it incrementally better for them and you're capturing the value of that. It's like, it's just kind of a boring... I just wouldn't feel great about <coughs> spending my time that way. And so, yeah, so there's like... But I've I felt this way for a long time, even before, like, a trip like this. Like, a, um... Yeah, I, like... But it, it has become more important as I've gotten, like, older and had more of these experiences, like, where I want to keep moving towards things where my values are aligned and I'm, like, expressing not only my, like, creativity or whatever, but I'm expressing my values. I'm putting... I'm trying to push my values out into the world, um and like bolster them or support them as much as i can it's like you're trying to
1: move the world in the direction that you know can impact the most people in a profound way but also be happy waking up every day and like yeah. and, and like feeling good about yourself yeah. but also like maintain like like a beautiful and happy life and still make money doing it. But it doesn't need to be a lot of money, it just needs to be enough money to support yourself, right? Yeah, and a
2: family or yeah, yeah. depending on what else.
1: I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
2: I think that's like, I think that's like a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, I think we're in, we're fortunate, we're in a fortunate time where that's actually po- in a fortunate time and place in the United States um, where that's actually possible, where we actually have Things are cheap enough. In certain resp- certain things are cheap enough. Th- certain things have been have out competed inflation and gotten actually cheaper over time to the point where you know food is is relatively inexpensive and abundant. Um, a lot of natural resources even uh, are quite cheap, and even though there are tons of problems with these things, and you know people suffering as a result of them, they're still if on on our receiving end of them. They're 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 cheap and abundant, and so it's and it enables us to have a little more freedom. And some people I think are still trapped in the idea of they need to consume as much as possible, even though. they they can meet their base level needs fairly simply. Like, I was maybe, when I was working, the company I last worked for, I was was spending maybe 10% of my total income. (laughs) Like it was, I was was spending very little money and uh, I just didn't need it. It was like a really silly thing. I was just like accumulating all of this money. And I was like, what do I even need? well, like i I, I want it because it it's going to help me be a little more free. But other than that, like i'm just I just feel purposeless and like, yeah.
1: So tell me about Stacker News. Okay. Yeah. Um, How did it start? How did you envision it? Because, because it was funny. Like um, when we met, it was kind of weird. Like yeah. we literally yeah. met at this meetup and we won't go into specifics about it, um, but we literally met this meetup. Like, I think you had went up first and like I, I, you had been like, my name's uh, Keon, I'm from Austin. I'm a developer. uh, And I was like, wow, who's this guy? I've never heard of him before. He's from Austin. I was like, I'm going to be friends with this dude. He doesn't even know it. Like that was running through my head. And then you sat down and I was like, Hey, I'm from Austin too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I went up there right after you and I was like, hey, I'm from Austin too. And, and you were like, whoa, what is this dude saying? Why is he pointing at me? <laughs> you had that look in your face. And I was and then like I think we had, out from the conference. But and then like yeah, we had yeah. talked yeah. afterwards. And then and then I saw you at Austin BitDes, and I think we had both started talking then. Yeah. And then, like, lo and behold, like, I think it was like a month later, I saw that you had released Stacker News, but I don't even know if it had gone released well before that. But I remember you telling me that you were working on it. Yeah. I remember thinking like, like wow, that's such a great idea! Like that's going to be really, 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 really good and needed in our space. Um, so like, tell me, tell me about like, tell me about how you came up with the idea, and like, tell me about like how it's going, and like how you built it, and who's helping, and like everything. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, so what had happened is I moved. I moved to Austin in like January of this year, and I went to. I went to a BitDev, so I was already into Bitcoin in like 2016, I got, we went through that already. But uh, I went to this BitDevs and I had this, this incredible feeling of like, I need to learn as much as I possibly can about Bitcoin, I, um, I, more or less like fe- I more or less fell in love with Bitcoin at that point. I was already into Bitcoin, but I hadn't, I hadn't had the moment yet where I wanted to dedicate my life to it. Um, but something about that meetup, and something about Bitcoin generally, it has a very weird feeling to it. it. There's an when you get involved. I mean, I don't I don't know what it is, but there's like an inevitability that you feel. And one of the things that I that I remember saying after I went to this meetup is, it was a lot like a *Halt and Catch Fire* episode. Have you? I don't know if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, I love Seared. that show. That's what it felt like to me when I was at this meetup. There were there were people. It just felt like we were. On the cutting edge? We were on the edge of something. We were being, um, I'm losing my words, but we were, we were being subversive. And people there were misfits in the best way. Like I'm, I consider myself a misfit and I felt like I was among misfits of their, exactly, misfits of their own kind. And um, it felt like we were doing something that was, that was important that people, that certain people wouldn't want us to do. And there's something so cool about that. And, and I think it, it's a lot, it's, it, had to, it has to feel like what the early internet felt like. And so that was, you know, so you have this pattern matching where you're like, this is what something important probably feels like. Like I've read enough about the early internet and early computers to know that's how these people felt and I started feeling this way about Bitcoin. And so I was like, all right, I'm, just, I'm going to go full in on Bitcoin. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna drop everything else I'm doing and this is it now, this is what I'm gonna do. And, um, so I was like, all right, so how, I, if I'm gonna learn, if Bitcoin is the most important thing and I wanna learn about it as much as I can, the best thing I can do is just build something because that's how I learn is like, is when I actually interact with it, that's when I can get confident about what its, what its actual features are, how it works, that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm not like, just regurgitating information I know, like I'm beginning to actually, I have to, like in order for a program to work on top of something, you have to know actually how it works and it's, it's like you, you meaningfully know and so, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna build, I'm gonna build something. But, uh, you know, there, there's this, there's this uh, startup mantra, like, you know, build, uh, build things you want, like scratch your own edge. So it's like, I'm gonna build something, I'm, it's gonna have to be something I want. Um, and it's gonna involve Bitcoin. And uh, so I went, I think it was the next meetup I went to, and I was talking to Ben the Carmen, um, like, I had, we were like walking somewhere and I uh, had, I was like walking next to him and I was, I was talking about like, how do I learn more? I was like trying, I was like trying, I was asking him, how do I learn more about Bitcoin? Like, what do I, like there's so much information. It's like a fire hose online. I come to these meetups, I love it because I get all this technical information and I get caught up. And um, in contrast to something like, like Twitter, which has, which tends to have a lot of shit posting and stuff. And there's a lot of like, arguments and interactions with no-coiners, and a variety of other types that tend to encroach on the area, Uh, and then on Reddit you have a lot of more kind of similar poor discourse, like it tends to be very price focused, lots of no-coiners, lots of low quality contributions in terms of conversations. So so what I was trying to do was like, I, I found these meetups so great, I wanted to create a meetup I wanted to basically, how do, I, how do I make something like this online? Um, and and it, was, it was convenient that Bitcoin has this, has this native way to make payments to, online on the internet, because really what makes an in-person interaction great and usually productive is that you have these reputational incentives, in a social interaction, like you don't say something horrible to someone because, you know, you're now going to be um, less welcome in a social situation later, or you know, other people are going to tell other people about that or whatever. Um, so you have like this, this these in baked incentives that perhaps even like evolved in humans um, to be productive and good. And when you're online, that those go; those aren't present. They're gone. But so you ha- so with Bitcoin, I had this idea: like you have this this you have this incentive mechanism. Like you can you can import into an application now this this like economic structure of incentives to perhaps encourage more productive conversation. And so that's kind of. What it was like? How do I'm gonna build? I'm gonna I'm gonna build a uh, a Hacker News like site because I love I love Hacker News, and I'm going to make it better by wrapping it in in Bitcoin and Lightning. And I think everybody in
1: that room feels the same way. And there's like a hundred something people in that room yeah. that
2: feels like that. Yeah they're they're all over the place. I mean, it's not just in that room. It's I was ta- I mean, I did I did this chain code labs seminar, this lightning seminar. I met a guy who was was prior to Bitcoin, he was doing stand up. He was doing stand up comedy and then he got and then he got enamored with Bitcoin. Um, his name is Sahar. Really really cool nice guy and um, he got enamored with Bitcoin. He went, he did a did a code boot camp, and now he's like, you know, pursuing Bitcoin instead of stand-up. Um, Cause he's like, this is, I've, I've you know, Bitcoin, he's, he's like, I feel like Bitcoin is the future. And he's like, I'm gonna live in the, I'm gonna live in the future. And I feel like, you know, stand-up has maybe some problems right now, or, he, he didn't, I didn't, I mean, he, he, I shouldn't speak for him, but like, yeah, he just got into, Bit. I mean, it's, ever people see these kinds of things, and the, it's, it's like, our, it's like the shared conviction of everyone that you meet and how, how diverse the backgrounds are. It's incredible. Like it's hard to imagine, you know, nothing comes of this. It's, it's, it just feels so inevitable. You're so passionate about this and
1: I'm just as passionate as you, like how passionate so many others are. Like, and we're all doing different things and it's, it's not weird, but it is kind of weird how we all fundamentally feel the same thing. Like, that's so cool. So, so, so tell me, so tell me about, so tell me about the website. Tell me like, tell me how it's going like day to day. Like, like, let's get, like get geeky for the lightning kids out there who are going to like, want to know like some of the, the back end stuff. Like if you had to, who are probably you in January who are going to need to like, who are gonna need some help on like, how you came up with the idea, like where to go.
2: Yeah, how, how do you build? How do you build like a, something like a lightning powered application? Yeah. Um, so, it's, I mean it's it's fairly, so you, have, you need a node. Um, I, run, I run a node on AWS. I have a node at home, but I also run this, this one on AWS. Um, it's, it's from Lightning Labs. I use their their their, their daemon or daemon, I I never know which way to pronounce it. But uh, I use LND for my Lightning node, and it's backed by Bitcoin D. Um, and then Alex Bosworth, who does a bunch of great work on Lightning, and is like a cha- one of, one of the many like great champions like Ryan Gentry um, in the Lightning space. He wrote. Um, Uh, a little JavaScript library that kind of wraps um, the calls that you make to the daemon, the LND application. Um, And so I interact with the Lightning Network through that um, in my application. Uh, And then the site is somewhat, it has a custodial Bitcoin kind of service. I hope in the future to have non-custodial but, but I'm re- really on on Stacker News right now. We're dealing with mostly what is called dust on the network. So amounts that are so small, you wouldn't actually want to transact with them across the Lightning Network because uh, you would never want to go on chain with the amounts because they're so small. Like if I'm if I'm sending you know one satoshi across the network, and it costs me a hundred to maybe resolve a dispute about this one Satoshi getting sent, I'm um, uh, not going to do it. So you, you effectively have a possibility of losing that. So, so custodial solution kind of makes sense in this context, so we have a custodial Bitcoin. Um, or you have, like a, you have like a wallet on Stacker News, which is kind of you know, your, your balance that you can spend down and your balance that grows if you contribute content that is like, uh, valuable to other people. Um, You know, so that uses lightning invoices, and you can deposit money, and you can withdraw money. Um, It also, I also use uh, LNURL auth, which is this cool um, kind of URL scheme that allows people to um, authenticate their identity using their lightning node rather than an email address or uh, GitHub or Twitter, which is which is really most people are super enamored with that aspect, um, and it was really simple to implement given all the work that other people have done. But people love the shit out of that.
1: That's really cool. I, like I love using my Twitter just because it was just like so much easier, and I could take my handle with me. Like that was freaking awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the yeah, so there there's like that. So LNURL URL is kind of like that, but with but you get to use your Lightning Node, and so it's kind of something similar. Um, so what are you going to do when Jack Dorsey buys you? Yeah, I, uh, I guess, you know, Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to tell him no? Because you're used to telling people no? Or, yeah, I definitely or, wouldn't. I don't, I don't think I'd sell. I mean, I, if, any, I'm gonna, if I'm going to sell to anyone, it'd probably be Jack Dorsey. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Who would, would he buy? He probably wouldn't buy. He probably wouldn't buy. He'd probably just like fund you, I would
1: imagine. He'd probably just say, hey, let's throw more resources at it. But like, but that's something you could implement into like Twitter, right? Like, couldn't it be implemented into like
2: into like a bigger platform or no? He's talked it about you know, it, yeah. He definitely, he, people see this, so people see people. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much of an I don't know if if they've seen Stacker News or we just have like this parallel uh, ideation going on. But uh, Jack Dorsey sees. Sees the potential in like the incentive structures that you can kind of layer on top of um, social interactions online using something like Bitcoin. Uh, I watched a talk from uh, I don't don't hate on me, but like I'd watch a talk from Vitalik because I'm curious about what's going on in the Ethereum ecosystem. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> And he had—he basically described Stacker News. He he, ba- he's ripping you off, or no, right no, I don't think he's ripping. I don't think he, I,
1: hes probably. Dude, a, they totally are probably ripping you off. I, don't, I mean, right I don't, now as we speak.
2: Maybe, but uh, it was an idea. It was an idea, uh, He had a, he had a, he shared a similar idea on stage at like whatever Ethereum conference he was talking at, where he's like, "I believe we can create a social network where we have we, yeah. we import these incentive mechanisms into it." And then he also talked about Ethereum login. On Such a service which we have this like lightning login thing on the service. So it's it's, it's you know I don't I don't want to say that uh, there's any like idea stealing going on my 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 like default position will be that it's like there's like a lot of parallel ideas going on like it I didn't think it's a fa- It's fairly obvious to someone who gets involved in the space that this is true of Bitcoin is as- it actually makes more sense on lightning and I'll tell you why Satoshis are gonna be
1: worth a lot in the future. <laughs> like yeah. if, like right now, I, like I'm burning through Satoshis on your website and I'm like, the more and more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm gonna really hate myself in the future, yeah. but that's okay. Cause it's yeah. for a good cause.
2: Um, And hopefully we'll have better ways for you to earn more in the future. But but I'm I'm okay with it. Cause like, you know, I I
1: think I put like 10,000 Satoshi's to start off with and like, it's, it's really cool. And it's addicting too. And I, and I, and and I'm just going to share this with you. The fact that you threw lightning bolts in there, was all I needed for it to be addicting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, weird, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if you. I don't know if you thought about. Yeah, the, You did think about that. Yeah. Okay. So you thought about like what is the um, what do they call that when it gives you the uh, the, the dopamine? Uh, dopamine. There you go. Did you think about dopamine and that it causes you? Because I feel like when I click on things, I'm like. Give me that dopamine. Give me that lightning bolt. And that's what it does for me. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. you
2: thought about that? Yeah, definitely. That you would get, you would get like a little, a little emotional bump when you would click that button. Like that was definitely something I thought because you, th- you know, I, uh, you want to delight. Like part of what you're doing when you're creating anything is you want someone to feel like something special. And what you you do that by creating these like little experiences. And that was definitely why. That's definitely why I had the lightning bolt. Is I wanted someone to feel like this is this is different and special and this person is really trying to make me feel good and so that's that's what that's why the lightning bolt is there cuz i know it would it would tickle me and so i know it's going to tickle i'm definitely getting tickled dude every time i'm like hitting the lightning bolts like i'm i'm
1: definitely not like cuz I'll, I'll i'll throw a post there and sometimes i throw my own posts for my own podcast stuff but most of the time i'll throw like other just good posts that I see, yeah. you know? And I'll post it on there and I'll hit the dopamine, or not dopamine, I'll hit the, I'll hit the lightning bolt, yeah. but and then I'll hit it a couple of times. But I do it, not just cause I'm trying to boost myself up to the top, but I do it just cause it's addicting,
0: right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I
1: didn't realize it would be that, it would be like, like that. I it's it would... like it's like addicting to like see the lightning bolt go over and over, yeah. so then I was yeah. thinking, I was like, man, it would be cool if like, if you could turn it to dark, like a dark mode, and then just see the, like, if it's in the dark, like yeah. it'd be cool to like, in my room, it's all dark, the screen is all dark, <laughs> and then just see like lightning bolts crash down. Yeah. That would be cool as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely a dark, dark mode with lightning would be cool. Be, and then yeah. that'd be epic if like, this is just me getting crazy, but that'd like, be cool. Like you just keep hitting the lightning bolt, and then after so many lightning bolts, just like a thunder, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that could even be done, but I'm just thinking of yeah. like, I'm just thinking of like, wow, dude, like the, the fact that you kind of put that kind of effect in there, I was, I was always wondering, I was like, did can actually think about the whole dopamine effect to that and did he read up on
2: it and like what creates that? Yeah, so there, I'm definitely aware of um, these like experiences being important when you're building a product because um, you you really, you want to be remarkable, so that's really what you're trying to do when you're cre- when you're creating anything that you that you that you want to encourage other people to feel to have feelings towards and share with other people is you want it to be worth commenting on to someone else, and so um, part of that is creating these like little little just like delightful moments in in the. To make it, that's, that's why like a UI is more important than I think a lot of programmers give credit to it. There's a reason why Umbral has probably contributed to massive success on the Lightning Network. It's because it, it, you feel good when you're using it. it. It feels delightful. They have all of these little cute anim- animations and there's shadows and all of these things. And it, it just, it's better. It's it, better, it, yeah, it's it, important. It makes you
1: proud to run a node I guess is yeah. the same. And, and that's and, and it's no offense against like some of these other ones that are doing exceptional work. yeah, um, but it's just difficult for people that are everyday users, right that that don't understand
2: it. We all love pretty things. I mean it's silly, it's, it's silly to imagine we don't. like yeah. uh, all of us want you know our partner to be perhaps not, you know, we, we do want them to be physically attractive, but we want them to be attractive in a variety of ways. Like we want things to be as good as they possibly can be. There's no question about it. So anyone who says, you know, this aspect of the product doesn't matter, is wrong, I mean, it matters to someone, uh, you know. Yeah, it should have some kind of like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. everything, everything is important, or yeah, everything is important to someone, um, and people are very visual, people love, and yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think you hit it out of the park, dude. I, I'm, I'm such a fan of that website. I haven't gone on today to check out what's on there, but, I'm I'm even getting some good content. Like I'm I'm seeing what people are posting and I'm I feel like I'm getting some really good content just
2: just in news in general. So yeah, that's great. Um and it was in the Bitcoin Optech newsletter. So people are interested and aware of it. I think you know the big problem with these kinds of things are you know, you need to get like a critical mass of community on it. So that's kind of I think most people see they see the potential in it, and um, but they're waiting for you know. There are certain people who don't who don't who come before the critical mass, and they're like the early adopters, and they care before they they see potential way before other people, and will stick it out until they love being there early before that critical mass forms. Um, and so that's who we have on the site right now. But I think there are some other people that are waiting for more activity to be there. So my background doing these things for a long time like the most important things are like talking to customers so talking to, to users like making sure you have an open dialogue with them so i've been trying to form ways of doing that and then shipping cadence so like what's that that's those are the main determinants of success in terms of input and you can't you know if you have something that people want that those will get you towards an output that that people, that people truly want. So that's really what I'm going to be focusing on is like delivering as many features as I possibly can. meaningful features, you know, that are, uh, if someone commented recently that I shouldn't be adding too many features, I should be mostly refining features. And I think that's true too. So focusing on intelligent features, but mostly just trying to deliver things that delight users as much as possible, as fast as possible.